Hey! Staying in the bonus episode. With Emily and Kumail. Um, this episode is about homeschooling. We don't have kids. Just general parenting and homeschooling stuff. And what we have found in talking to people is that there's a big difference in experience between people who are homeschooling (laughs) and people who are home hanging out. Home living. Yeah. Home living. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so we are going to call our friend Ike Barinholtz. Yes. Who... It's homeschooling. It's homeschooling. And we tried to, uh, we asked a few friends of ours who were parents and many of their responses were, um, fuck you, I'm too busy to do this. <laughs> yeah. So literally had to beg Ike to do this. You you know who Ike is. He was in Mindy Project, this movie Blockers. He's just hilarious. And everything and a good he does. Friend. And a good writer too. He's a really good, he's a really good writer. And he writes stuff that he's not in, which is, oh, we well just, just, uh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was just extolling his virtues. Um, let's yeah. go. All right, here we go. I am going to call him. And well, let's also fully disclose you got done with the workout 30 seconds ago. Yeah. You're in full weird mode. Am I? No. We'll I'll be see. fine. Here we go. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Ike. Hold on. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah. Hello. Can uh, you-, you know what happened? My microphone was off. Oh. You can turn your microphone off? I have like a nice little, uh, uh, what's it called? Yeti mic. Oh, wow. So you're doing like, you're doing like professional style. I mean, I have to do bless the hearts and like my cartoon and stuff. So I have to do like record sessions at home. And I was like, I'm going to buy a little mic and it's pretty good actually. And so you're able to record like fully, like the quality they need from home with your setup. (laughs) I, we'll see. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, I'm on, I'm on zoom with Emily Spivey once a week, like reading it out and they're recording it. I think it'll work, but maybe when this is all over, they have us come back in and I think this is like in case they can't record it. Right. Or or you could just like, you could animate that the next season so that everybody is just down a well. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's talking on speaker on their phone while driving. Um, um, we should say yes. Bless the Hearts is a very funny animated show on Fox created by Emily Spivey. Ike is one of the main characters in it. I play a side character on it. I actually play Jesus Christ. Love a side it. character named Jesus Christ, named our Lord and Savior. Jesus yeah, Christ. no big deal. We should also, I would also like to say that the show is set in a kind of uh, fictionalized version version of my hometown, essentially. Yep. Uh, it's called Greenpoint, which is like a mixture of Greensboro and High Point, isn't that? That's it's called Greenpoint, right? It's called Greenpoint, yeah. and I think actually it like exists in the same universe as King of the Hill did, because I know that Mike Judge gave us permission to use the Megalomart. Heck yeah! I mean that makes so sense. it all exists in this nice, sweet uh, uh, cartoon world. Uh, Emily Spivey and I went to the same. This is North Carolina, by the way. We should oh, mention. St- yes. Straight. Sorry, everybody needs to know that about me instantly. Uh, Spivey and I went to the same college, and so we never met each other, but uh, we're friends online who've still never met. But I'm a big fan. You guys have never met. We've That's never crazy. Met in person. It's you've, weird. You've talked. <clears throat> yeah. Spivey was like a legendary. By the way, that used to be a big deal to not have to, like that I hadn't met her. And now it's like, well, yeah, obviously you're not meeting anybody. <laughs> no. No, ever. Never meeting again. <laughs> nobody knew. Uh, she was like a legendary SNL writer. Is that right, Spivey? Yeah. Yeah. She was like, 
she wrote like a, if there was like a, a Kristen Wig sketch <laughs> that you loved, um, Spivey probably wrote that. Okay. Um, and she's uh, also like a hilarious performer. If you've seen the Amy Poehler film Wine Country, yes, she's great. She's one of the ladies, and then she's freaking hilarious. And she wrote it. And she wrote it with Liz Kikowski, um, another hilarious lady. Uh, what is this? The hilarious women podcast? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, we are doing, we're doing great. Uh, bless the heart on Fox. So, Ike, buddy, how are you guys doing over there? Yeah, how's it going, guys? How are you? How's my new greeting to people is how's your hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's compare health. Yeah, how's your hell? Let's compare our health. Uh, our uh, my hell is it's 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 hellish. It's I mean it's not as bad as others' hell. So I'm very lucky to you know uh, have a little backyard where I can go and shoot. Shoot hoops. Shoot myself. Yeah. Where is yeah, this going? Shoot yourself. Do it in the backyard. Shoot my neighbors. <laughs> no, I can shoot my guns off in my backyard, and <laughs> and the neighbors are too scared to call the cops Correct. now. So it's it's a great time for for me and my fellow gun owners. Like how has has like your attitude towards it changed in the last four weeks? Your are you talking, you're just, talking about just the general pandemic situation. You're not talking about parenting at this point. <laughs> well, uh, parenting's part of it. General, yeah, let's talk about that. How's that? Well, I mean, well, the, 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 the mood comes and goes. Like, the general malaise and, you know, realization of what's happening and the scariness, it comes in waves. Like, I try my best to manage it, right? Like, I definitely treat myself every night I watch something on TV. Like I, I watch like an hour and a half of TV or I'll watch a movie, something that's not like the news just to take my mind off of it. So I think I'm doing good, but then like I'll like in my office the next day, like be watching a YouTube video and like an ad for like a charity in India will come on and I'll like, I'll start crying for like five minutes straight. So clearly the mental health is not great. Um, uh, um, oh, and I'm also, uh, really every night eating ice cream every mm -hmm. night. A lot of, I eat like a little ice cream cone. That's a, a thing we discuss on this podcast. In fact, is like, what's the weird thing that made you cry this week? Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's always like, Oh, I tripped over a trash can. Why did that inspire sobbing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch anything sad, even kind of sad right now. Like I watched, uh, Paddington 2 with my kids this weekend, <laughs> which first of all is one of the better movies I've ever seen ever. Oh. The Paddington uh, movies are a amazing. Masterpiece. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. It's like an they set up like six different stories in the first like 10 minutes and like they just every one of them gets it's amazing. And and it's so but, like, like the movie's so kind too. Like it likes all uh, of its characters, even the the bad guys. It likes even the bad guys. Yeah. generous yeah. to them. It's a wonderful film, and and just like the end, not to spoil it, but Ooh, you know the well, end oh. when I, I I I'm watching it with my kids, and I have to like go into the other room and and like go to the bathroom and cry, right? Because you can't <laughs> show like, them. Men don't cry. <laughs> no, men men don't cry. And I've I've definitely been having like I was talking to a friend of mine about like how like someone was like this is our World War Two. And I was like, eh, not quite. Like my my grandfather was uh, in, in D Day plus eight, and he took a bullet in France. And like my big thing is like, what do you mean John and Vinny's isn't delivering? Yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, it what was really hard. I ate an ice cream cone every night. I was crying in the bathroom. It was a hell. Uh, I will say that I remember every single time that I've seen my father cry. It's like burned into my memory forever. There is something. Whether whereas my mom. I remember every day because she you don't remember her not crying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is an easy See, crier. 
See, I got the opposite there. My dad is the one who will like like cry at like a TD Ameritrade commercial. <laughs> and like my mom will be like, one of my siblings died today. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Trump is an on. idiot. <laughs> Full speed ahead. Uh, yeah, so, I have, so, yeah. I have a very sensitive dad. My yeah, dad, you do. when he's telling me he's proud of me or something, will start like getting choked up. Yeah. And you've been a, a very easy crier as of late, Kumail. Oh, uh, floodgates are open. Everybody, it's like yeah, right at the surface. All, everybody's tears are like, normally they're like maybe three levels down and now they're like just right there. Yeah. At all points. Right. Well, and, and part of it is like the scariness and the stress of like the, the actual life and death of it all. But another part of it that I try to like not dwell on too much is just like, what will the new world look like? What yeah. will, what will it look like? Who's getting hurt? How are like, you know, how, how we... are poor people going to get fucked over now? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's, it's trying to reckon with the fact that the life as we knew it kind of changed and there's silver linings in it, I'm sure, but it's tough to see them sometimes right now. That is absolutely true. Uh, yeah, I think about how prisons are going to be affected, what that will be in the future. Like, what oh, yeah. will concerts be? Will I ever see a band again? Oh, That's yeah. one of my favorite things to do. Like, I'm I definitely don't... never shaking her hand again in my life. Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Never. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know why we would ever shake hands again. I don't know. It's, if, you th- if you think about it, it really is, even without, like, pandemics, it's fucking gross, oh, dude. Like, yeah. it's like, it's so foul. Like, I know my own hand. And there's times where I'll be like, I don't know, like. Uh, You'll be nasty? I'll like <laughs> change a diaper and then like maybe just, I just kind of incidentally forget to wash. And then a minute later, like, you're basically like rubbing my child's feces. Right. Exactly. I'm like taking my whole world and introducing it to your whole world and vice versa. Yeah. It's barbaric. Yes. I I'm can't gonna, believe we did it. I think I'm going to stop mouth breathing into the people I like have meet meetings with. I'm just going to stop like leaning over and mouth breathing into them. Yes. Yeah. Used to mouth- and, yeah. And, and, and and that's not to say anything about what's going to happen to orgies. Oh. Like what is going to happen to orgies? You got to keep them under like, 10, 10, 10 people. Under 10. Yeah. That's and you, but then you have to quarantine for 14 days before you orgy. I can't so, think of many things that are worth a 14 day quarantine, but an orgy might be. <laughs> As someone who's never been in one. But think about... But I have seen some. Think about how much you are not going to want to have sex with those people after spending 14 days with them. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. The the whole thing about an orgy is the immediacy, the excitement of the immediacy. 14 days later, you're like, oh, man, this guy's been married three times? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's just really uh, sad. This guy, like, makes noises when he eats? Absolutely not. I'm not having sex with him. So here's the question. Are we doing, it would be, we would do the orgy and then the 14-day break, right? No, it's before. you could do the 14-day break and then the orgy. And leading up to the orgy. Although, maybe I think you have to. Yeah. I think if we're going to do this right, here's what you have to do. (laughs) You have to rent a house. You have to have a house that has at least 14 bedrooms. You have to. Find your fellow orgiasts and be like, here's the deal. The orgy's on the 28th. You will arrive at the house on the 14th. We are going to be isolated in our bedrooms for 14 days. We'll figure out bathroom and meals. But on day 28, we're fucking. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. You've really put a lot of thought into this. I mean, (laughs) Uh, no, 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 I haven't. That was off the top of my head. What are you talking about? Uh, I, I just. First time I ever said it. So I guess we'll have you back on when we talk about our when we do our orgy mini episode. This is going to be a real <laughs> tough segue to homeschooling. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's talk about kids. So how yeah. old are your children? <laughs> so, so yeah, so I I have uh, uh, 
six-year-old, I have a four-year-old, I have a two-year-old. So th- th- that that that's what they call in uh, parenting the the triangle of shit. <laughs> yeah, seems that's like just a where flush. Is that a flush? That's a that's what they call in the business a flush. <laughs> and uh, and how were they feeling about? It? Well, the six year old is going had been going to what is that first grade preschool? What is six year olds six year olds in first grade? The four year olds in like pre K. The, the the little one is just uh, you know, just, just a like, hanging hanging on, on for dear life. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging on for dear life. And the four-year-old still it doesn't really know kind of what's going on. But the six-year-old, almost seven, definitely knows what's going on and was definitely, you know, in school and misses her friends and, and doesn't quite, you know, get what's happening, understands there's a disruption. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back in just a second with more Staying In with Emily and Camille. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. So did you did you tell her like hey just so you know we're not going outside because COVID nineteen is the coronavirus it has many symptoms uh, pneumonia well we we let we let the the kids watch every one of Trump's press conferences okay. <laughs> we find that's a great way to soothing. get the it's information soothing. out clearly and they all think he's cool they think he's funny <laughs> um, no I mean at school they had talked about it enough and then when school stopped I think there was a little bit of you know a few days of like. Woohoo! We can watch movies and shit. But then, like, school started up, and we're actually on one of the last days of spring break. But come Monday, here you Wait, go. So when it's spring break, <laughs> you actually take a homeschooling break too, huh? Yes, which has been good for me because, like, look, guys, I, I had a, I had a, I had a real nice little system figured out for a while, right? Where it's like you get up and you make. Get coffee, you get the kids to brush their teeth and and make them breakfast, and then you're on the road, right? By seven forty-five, you're dropping off kid number one at her school. You double back around, drop off kid number two at her school, but then by eight fifteen, I was like, you know, ready to kind of start my day. I was done <laughs> with my obligations. I could have a nice long workout, check emails. You know, make sure check what my IMDb star meter is at. Yeah. Make sure that's at a good make place. Make sure it's climbing. Needs to be climbing. Well, always make be sure trending. It's always be climbing. Always be climbing. Always be trending. But like I had like my morning. Then at ten o'clock, I'm in the writers' room or I'm I'm working with Dave, my partner, or whatever. Uh, but now it's the opposite. Now it's like at eight fifteen, I got to be done working out. I got to be done, you know, with all my personal shit because it's school time and like. <laughs> My wife works and has, quite frankly, a more important job than me. So I'm, I'm, she's in her office. So I take my daughter and we start school. And I got to tell you guys, I have more respect for teachers now than I did three weeks ago, which was already a lot. Right. Because <laughs> that I, shit's I, fucking hard. I know. I feel like, you know, you were like, oh. teachers are underpaid, but now people are like, teachers are underpaid. They are under, teachers should make, uh, like, every teacher, and it's tough to do, but, Every teacher should make what Ben Affleck made for the way back. Like they should each make that, that m- amount of money, whatever that is. 
because that shit is it's hard it's hard on two deals right it's hard one dealing with a kid yeah right dealing with a kid like i remember when i was a teacher when i was a student rather and i was a fucking nightmare I was like horrible yeah i was hor- <laughs> like i was like horrible like like i would like i mean i was like dennis the menace like literally like breaking stink bombs and like <laughs> like just awful awful so my kid's not that bad thankfully but they don't want the teachers know how to get the kids to want to learn and know how to deal with it when they don't want to. So all of a sudden, like my daughter who just like an hour ago, we're talking about Harry Potter now we're in my office and it's like fucking stand and deliver. (laughs) And she's Lou diamond Phillips and I'm fucking Edward James almost. And I have to break her, (laughs) you know, and also so the fact that, that, like, she, you guys, you know each other. This is not, like, a stranger that she's, like, trying to test the boundaries This is a new up. relationship. And, well, this is the new, yes, Yeah, yes, that you are exactly. forging a new relationship with her. And kids love boxes. This is what I know from being a, a child therapist is that kids love a box of structure, but they're going to be constantly testing the edges of that box to see where they can, like, break it, where they can get around it. And this is a new box you've built for her. Like, Yes, yeah. and she doesn't like it. No. What? She does not like this box. And so it's tough on that deal with the whole like respect thing. But then it's like the much more embarrassing part of it is like, I, I don't know the answers to some of these questions. <laughs> like, 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 I, I, okay. Like take math, right? Okay. Like I made a deal with myself. Like when I left high school, I was like, I'm never going to fuck with math again. I don't ever have to, like, I'm going to, I'm going to improv. There's no part of improv that deals with math ever. So I was like, I'm done with math. And like math has changed. Like, like, like kids these days, they do this thing called like, it's a a Singapore math. Have you guys ever heard of Singapore math? Absolutely. What are you talking about? Singapore math? Exactly. Kumail. Singapore math. This is a real thing. It's like, it's like, it's like three steps, right? It's like, Oh God, I can't remember. It was a concrete, abstract, and and pictures. And it's like, so instead of like back in that my day, they're like, like, I don't know. I guess I did like Chicago math. <laughs> it's like uh, uh uh Pat has three deep dish pizzas. Uh, if his if his sister Mary Pat eats two, yeah. how many does Pat have? His right? dad's That's had seven easy. beers. His dad's had seven beers. Uh how many can Pat sneak in the garage? Singapore math is like have them explain the problem and then have them like draw out the 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 pictorial version of the problem and then like put it in an abstract setting and like Oof. i i don't know how to do it like i don't know <laughs> and it's really embarrassing to like it's first of all it's stressful to like spend my morning which is uh, you know sp- normally spent with more important things like i don't know listening to Howard Stern or whatever. And, and now I'm like trying to figure out how to do this math and I don't have the great answer. So then that night when my wife checks my daughter's math homework and there's a mistake, she looks at me and she's like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so it's like, I'm now the teacher and the student. Well, there's gotta be a lot of pressure too. Cause you want to do a good job. Cause you don't want them at this point to, you know, 10 years from now to be like, Oh my God, I was really doing great. And then I just, my dad didn't get, Singapore math, right? And so now, <laughs> I think. By the way, if you're I, doing really well up until the first grade, you you know, 
it's not that or long. No, you're like you're like crushing it in the first half of the first grade. You're like, this shit's too easy. And then suddenly oh, dad can't it, get Singapore math right. It literally, like, she'll be like, I yeah, my dad did not understand Singapore math. Please sell me that black tar heroin. Because <laughs> I'm I'm hooked. Well, this, um, just the other thing is they probably see you as like, you know, at least for me, my parents, my dad, I was like, oh, he knows everything. He's Superman, he knows yes, everything. Yes. Now your kids seeing this other side, which is the real side, which is oh, the, real, dad, the idiot side. It's mostly clueless. Dad's very stupid. Dad can tell you like actors' names, <laughs> but like he can't do basic math. Like very like guys, guys. I'm just gonna say it again in case someone's tuning into the podcast at this point. This is first grade. <laughs> I know. This is not like she's a junior at Harvard Westlake. This is first fucking grade. I, and I wonder, uh, maybe it's somewhat useful for her to see like, oh, this is hard. Like if, it, if I don't know, you know, if she's a kid who like, and maybe this is true for a lot of parents. If your kids put pressure on themselves, like we've discussed, Kumail could put enormous pressure on himself to succeed when no one else was really even checking in on you. Uh, maybe it's somewhat comforting to be like, oh, this guy's got, he's like functioning in the world. That's my dad. He's great. And he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Maybe right, that's yeah. a comfort. No, we've got a house. We've got a backyard with hoops, you know? Maybe maybe I can be a total dumbass. Hey, life is pretty easy. Turns Life's out. easy, man. This shit's easy, dude. Do, do you oh have like a, a bell, a class bell that you ring? I've been wanting to ask a parent. I don't have a class bell. We, we actually do use a dinner bell in this house. Nice. Um, I had one of yeah, those growing up, too. Yeah, I mean, we don't have an actual one. I have to go to YouTube and type in dinner bell sound, and then I just hold my phone up. But but I do use it. I do. I'm a big fan of bells, but not for this because I'm like, I'm trying to like. It's tough because you think about like what they're really going through and like how like they had a routine and now it's interrupted. So I'm trying to like make it like comfortable and you know not lose my patience and stuff and like trying to give like reward and and. You know, like, for instance, like, under normal times, like, no movies during the week. Like, on the weekend, you want to watch one movie, great. But, like, after school, if she's done all of her shit, if she's gone through everything and, like, done the work and then, like, you have to give them some kind of treat. You can go and you can go watch uh, Frozen 2 or uh, Parasite. They love Parasite. Oh, (laughs) Parasite's right. Dude, they are going to love Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I heard she wants to watch it. P.S. Literacy. That's some good literacy stuff right there. It's reading. It really is. It's a history, art, literacy, (laughs) uh, fire. It's everything. (laughs) Ladies, Um, portraits. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then there's also like, the math is one thing, but then there's also like her music teacher gives super long music classes where he'll talk about like how you how you write down like a note and a half measure and what what's all that. So I'll be on my computer in my office looking at the star meter, pumping the numbers up, juicing the numbers. <laughs> yeah, and then you're tweeting I'll, from your other Twitter accounts. Hey, this Ike Barinholtz guy is pretty good. This guy is amazing. I got to see him in more movies, I think. Um, uh, but, and she's like right on the other side of me and like her teacher will be talking to her. And then like, there's been a couple times where she has to do the assignment and she doesn't quite know it cause it's hard and I wasn't listening. So get this, I will have to stop work and l- listen to her teacher talk for like 20 minutes as he's explaining this thing. So I can explain it to her. It's not a sustainable Wait, system. So it's like videos. They make videos and they send you videos every day. There's an app. 
there's an app that's called uh, Seesaw, and it's like a learning app, and it, it's it's great because it allows. It's basically like Facebook for your class, right? That's cool. um, yeah, it's it's very cool and it's user friendly and it's a good way to like they can see the teachers every morning, talk to them and welcome them and they can and then they zoom in, right? They all they all use Zoom for like their morning homeroom, which is really great. Although I'm like worried about the security of Zoom and I'm terrified that like someone's going to hack in and like show their balls or something and, and we were talking it's going to be very traumatizing. Somebody that is uh we know that's a teacher they they showed up to like teach their class and one of the 7-year-old boys in the class just showed up without a shirt on and it was like, "Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> what's going to stop? No, no. What's going to stop that? What's going to stop them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Zoom hackers are bad. So so there is like there is a little bit of community, you know, with the kids seeing each other and stuff, but it's definitely not the same. Are they really and missing? Is she really missing her friends? Yeah, and again, you try to zoom with the friends, but it's not. It's not the. It's not the same. And and you know, like, look, there's this hope that like this will be looked back at as a very strange moment. But there's vaccine came and made it all possible. And for some reason, we don't have to worry about this kind of stuff anymore. But like. I'm still consider myself lucky because even though it's more work to have a little kid, they will remember this less. Like I have a nephew who this is his senior year oh, yeah. and it's that shit sucks, man. That's you're like, Oh, I don't get a graduation. I don't get the, you know, you know, the I don't last get month class. Is, I actually, a I friend of mine, class. his, uh, his nephew just had a bar mitzvah and he was like, could you please make him a video? And just, and I was like, this kid doesn't know who I am, but I like made this video for this little kid who like couldn't have a real bar mitzvah. And it was, it was just, you know, it's so many, so many like, uh, milestones for kids are affected by this. But I, how much did you, how much did you charge for that Kumail? Well, um, I, I, uh, the, I, I signed a first look with his, uh, uncle, <laughs> his dad, who's a producer. With, his, with his rabbi. That's what I did. Yeah. And I Googled, I'll tell you, I Googled a lot of bar mitzvah terms and sprinkled those in there willy nilly. <laughs> See, I have a t- flat $10,000 fee that I do not, I do not change. Cannot I, cannot I still have, much, yeah. I've, well, I've still never booked one. <laughs> But I will not lower my price. I will not. Go, I can't go lower. Well, listen, man. We can't make money right now. Something's got to give, right? Something's got to give, guys. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. But I will also say, I I don't remember often like the school dances that were like school dances. But what I do remember are the ones where something went horrifically horrifically wrong, or like someone in the school committed suicide. Like I remember the ones. Yeah, but that that's were, not a good thing. No, I I think I think when you look back on your life, is it like oh I got to have the experience everybody always has, or did I get it? Uh, a unique experience. Maybe, maybe that's the goal later on. Is like, did I get a unique experience? And baby, we all get in a unique. Yeah, but experience. you're you're yeah. you're specific in that you search for unique experiences and you wanted to have the weird. I I just wanted to have. Listen, I wanted to just like skate through school, make no waves, have normal stuff, and get the fuck out of school. <laughs> that was my goal. I was like. And- yeah, it is. It is so weird too because you say unique experience, and it, this is the only time in my life I could think of this thing where it's like we're all having what I would call a collective unique experience. Yeah. We're all going through the same shit, but in such different ways. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's so it's so weird. It's so weird. I can just tell people like if you are able to, if you have the ability to, like do your best to like the thing that I I, I swear helps me get through the days is is like trying to shut off 
at like a certain hour. You know what I mean? If you have kids, wait till your kids are put to bed. If you're if you're just working, give yourself a hard out. You know, sometimes as writers, we do that thing where it's like, I'm just going to kind of work all day kind of yeah. and never really stop. And it's like if you – I've been doing that for like years. And now to give myself like a hard out and once my kids are down, I am going to eat some kind of like weed-based snack and sit on the couch and like watch. I've been watching better things. I watched Unorthodox. Just watching shit and and treating yourself to a little – if it's a snack, a glass of wine or whatever, just treating yourself a little tiny bit is – I tr- it gives you something to look forward to during the day. That's – I'm a huge proponent of – because I, I had this realization like a year ago of like, oh, I have my dream job. Why am I unhappy? And it's because I didn't have office hours and I didn't take off weekends. And so now yeah. I have office hours and I take off weekends. Yeah. And it's yep. kind of yep. changed everything. And do you have like – for school, do you have like set school – times and like is, is there a set school day that starts and ends at a certain oh time? yeah okay 8 15 she needs to be in my office and on the zoom with her class and then we spend like three hours where she's going through her worksheets but then stopping and then watching something so i'm really kind of in in like some teach some kind of teacher mode from basically 8 a.m until like 1 30 i'm still able to work in my writer's room or work in this and uh, uh you know do stuff but you have to keep stopping and being like no 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 this is this is uh what a what what, what a treble clef looks like like what <laughs> <laughs> um so so it really is you know it is kind of a, a somewhat all-encompassing thing at least in the morning yeah um, and then you're just hoping you're doing it right. And is she like, is she, do, does she want to go back to school? Obviously she misses her friends, but like for me, I hated school so much my entire life. If this was happening and I had to do like homeschooling, I would be happier, but I know most kids are not like that. Is she, is she like, oh, this is pretty cool. I get to stay at home. I watch a movie at night and I get to, or, or is she like think, missing going? I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I think it's, 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 it feels like, I think especially too, during the school part of the day, there is something in her brain where like, this isn't, this feels weird. And I know she definitely misses her friends, but then also too, like, because she's so young, you're able to be like, um, have you seen Frozen 2 this week? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, three times, but I want to watch it again. Yay! <laughs> so, like, that again, that's the benefit of having, like, a little kid. It would be much harder if they're, like – I imagine the hardest time right now are people that have, like, 10, 11, 12-year-olds. Yeah. I was thinking that's teenagers would hard. be awful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Teenagers is tough because like, you know, when you're a teenager, like nothing lamer than your parents and nothing cooler than your friends. Yep. So like that's tough. But at least to them, you could be like, go do your homework. Yeah. Whereas like a 10, 11, 12 year old, you still have to kind of be like, oh, this is how you carry the four. (laughs) (laughs) And do you have any tips for when like she is like testing boundaries with you and kind of doesn't want to like, what are your, do you have any like any any parenting tips for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it is, I, I think it is good to, and this is just kind of just general advice, is to don't like like if you set a if if you set a, a goal, right? You're like we have to do. Look at the work before you jump into it, and be like, this is going to be our goal. Um, we're going to be done by this time. Definitely, definitely take breaks. Like if your kid has to do like an eight pages of worksheets and like four lessons on seesaw, 
don't have them do it all and then be done. Yeah. Like have them be like, let's do music and this. And then you go inside, you know, like take a five minute break, grab some, you know, peanut butter or whatever. And then, then let's come back and then let's do this, this, and this. And then let's go outside and t- do our gym class outside. It's like trying, they are for little kids, especially they're not able to just plow through it all. They need, a, they need these little breaks, these little structured breaks. So, so that's one, one thing. And then I, 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 I would just say like, try to be a little sensitive to them and realize that like, this is, you know, uh, uh, it sucks for them and, and try to like make them feel as normal as possible. And I think if it's between making sure your daughter finishes this assignment, which she hates right now and is driving her crazy and being like, you know what, this moment right here is not going to make or break anything in in lieu of what's happening. Let's just, let's, what we call in the business, put a pin in it and, uh, 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 let's go inside and we'll circle circle back back. soon. And, but I'm glad we have each other's emails now. So let's keep emailing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a very good point. I bet there is that because it happens to me, not with kids who are like, because so little of life right now is out of my control. There's little moments. So much of your life is out of control. So much of my life is out of my control. That's right. That like little moments I want to like hold on to and they really matter. But you're right. It's like, this little moment ultimately doesn't matter. It, That's like a good advice yeah. generally too. Yeah. And just, we have no idea what this is going to lead to, where this is going to lead to, what the world will look like. So it's like right now, I just try to encourage people, whether it's with your kids and, and school or, you know, you and your wife and you and blah, blah, blah. Like just try to like get through the day. If you can do work, if you have work to do, do it. It will help you take your mind off of it, but don't, don't worry about right now things that are out of your control. It's like I tell my parents, why are you watching a Trump press conference? Like this is like masochistic. Like there's you're not going to learn anything. You're not it's just going to stress you out a lot. So yeah. so don't do those things if you don't need to and and try to try to practice um, a little bit of uh, uh self-care and by that I do mean masturbate yeah <laughs> you gotta masturbate and i do think too that people realize people think that like oh you need to have like a structured day because you're trying to get all this work done no the structured day is actually kind of for your mental health more than anything else yes. like it's not yep. about how much you're going to get done on that day it's that we all feel more comfortable when we kind of know the routine of what our lives is going to look like like we think we yes. don't want that but we absolutely everybody wants that and to have the freedom to interrupt that yep. for something fun like I have my structured day, but sometimes if I hit a wall, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna go outside and shoot free throws for ten minutes Again, and like shoot neighbors for ten minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna go outside and shoot my shotgun at my neighbor's uh, 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 garage. Um, no, but like go go outside and and you're giving yourself the freedom to interrupt that um, is is kind of one of the luxuries of now. Whereas you can't do that at a normal job, you can do that now. So yeah. don't be afraid to 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 jump off for a second. Yep. That's really good advice. I sometimes, you know, obviously I, I love structure and I love structuring my day and scheduling my day. And then there are some days where I feel like I don't want to stick to that structure or I can't focus, but then I still force myself to do it. That's good advice. I should just like yep. take yeah. a break because I used to, you know, when you're, when I was working, when I was working, if back I had in those a, days, back in those days, <laughs> if I had a day off, I felt okay watching a movie at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, you know, now 
I don't feel like I can do that because I don't feel like I've earned it. It's a whole system of gifts. Well, and also for you, the guilt that you yeah. experience often makes it not worth it to break it. So then sure. you also, because then if you're like, oh, I'll take this day off, but I'm going to hate myself but all day. But then there's also that no thing good. that happens with me where I'm like, if I'm watching a movie at 10 a.m., it's got to be something good. So then I'm watching some fucking Fellini movie at 10 a.m. Which being nobody like, wants. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> nobody wants that. Listen, that's the thing. It's like I had a big thing the other day that I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to take 20 minutes and I'm going to watch chefs, uh, uh, clips of, uh, chef Gordon Ramsay on YouTube. Um, you know what I mean? I'm going to watch right. a, 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 like a, like a, like a, a super cut of all the times Gordon liked the food. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? Like there can't be anything more useless than that, but I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yep. Like this is making my brain, this is giving the slightest bit of dopamine to my brain right now. And I don't have a call time tomorrow and I don't have to turn this in for a little bit. So why not? Chef, Chef Ramsey, let me see what you got. <laughs> I've started a rewatch of Clarissa Explains It All, the Nickelodeon television Woo! show from 1994. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, why? I don't know. This is happening a lot. A friend of mine is like going through and watching like a whole like uh, uh, Chicago Bulls season from, from like, like, yeah, from yeah. like yes, the 90s. Yes. He's watching the whole oh, yeah. season. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. God yeah. bless, God I bless mean, us all. What else are you going to do? It's like when I was uh, stuck in yes. Bulgaria shooting that movie that I was, or whatever, I don't want to get into it, but it was a tough experience. And I watched, in 1992, Pakistan won the Cricket World Cup. And I watched, mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep at night because I was jet lagged. And I watched like the entirety of yep. that whole tournament. Weird. Oh yeah, no, we're we're going deep. We're going, we're, my, wife, my wife and I are doing a little Sopranos rewatch here and there. Nice. Fucking 30 Rock sometimes, Larry Sanders. Like, just because it's like, normally we are so on the go that, like, exactly what you said, we're like, shit, I have to watch this movie tonight because I'm going to meet this director in a couple of days. Now it's like, who are you meeting? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> where are you going? Nowhere. Sit down. Watch Clarissa comfort. Explains It All. Watch the things comfort. that comfort you. Yeah. Well, thanks so yes. much for talking to this us, buddy. Great. This was so good and so helpful and nice to, like, you know, have a chat during all I know. This. It's nice to talk to you. It, just to hear your voices is very nurturing. And please give me a heads up before the orgy episode and we'll figure out a good... I got some, I got some cool names. <laughs> yeah, we want the names, man. We want No, I names. want them to come on the podcast. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Well, well they're going to come everywhere. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the end of the homeschooling episode, I guess. Uh, thanks, Ike. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Okay. So that was Ike. Uh, wait, the point. Okay, so that happened. was Ike. Here, sorry. I think you might have started talking before I hit the record. It's just, who was Ike? Um, and we just wanted to read a couple of uh, quick things about uh, parenting and schooling at home that uh, other people have sent in. Um, his advice was very helpful, but, you know, we were like, we've got a ton of stuff. So this I got from uh, um, from Jana Schmieding, who is a friend of mine, actually, uh, and she's very talented, amazing writer. Uh, she's at Jana Unplugged at J-A-N-A-U-N-P-L-G-D. Um, and she was a former public school teacher and a curriculum designer. So she just had a few tips. Tip number one, fuck homework. Take it off your plate. Many scholars and educators, uh, myself, and this is me reading in her voice, myself included, believe that homework isn't uh, effective. It's independent study. And unless your child is upper teens or studying for tests, that's not a skill that your child needs in an emergency. Really? So I'll tell you, if I didn't have homework when I went to school, I would be lost. Why? Because you got so much out of the homework? Because I had no other way to feel productive in my life. <laughs> we talked about this last time. That's so sad. That's 
that's not the purpose of see that's I mindless busy work to make your brain think it's it's doing something okay. Mm-hmm. That's not a skill we should be teaching children. Well, sure, but for me, I did get something out of studying. You got no, you learned a bad coping mechanism is what you got. Hey. Hey. It's friction is friction. To this day. Uh, <laughs> friction is friction. <laughs> Number two tip, uh, short sustained focus. As Ike was actually saying, children have limited attention spans, better to account for that instead of fight it. When creating learning activities, build in breaks and or rotations. Station A is leaf tracing. Station B is learning about the plant. Station C is seed planting. So that they're was, kind of like. That was. Re- yeah. So Ike landed That's what on Ike that. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Tip, beloved structure, which is also what we talked about. Kids love structure. It is the thing I learned the most when I was working with incredibly troubled teenage boys who had been like committing sometimes violent crimes is that even they, when you're like, oh, these guys are criminals. No, they were kids who desperately wanted to be told, here's what's a safe place for you to be in. You can test it, but I promise you it's going to stay safe. You're safe here. This is what life is going to be. Kids need to know. Adults, everyone needs to know what life is going to be. They need to know what's coming up. And within those boundaries, anything can happen, but they need to know what those boundaries are. Um, Try to uh, imagine the level of structure a school has, a bell schedule, seating charts, upkeep expectations, beginning and end times, any level of structure you can manage, do it and do it consistently. Tip, read. No matter what, literacy is fundamental. It's the most important things. Reading is fundamental. Yes. (laughs) Read with your kids as much as you can. Discuss it uh, using things like, why do you think he or she did that? What do you think will happen next? Reading should be enjoyable. Keep it cozy, fun, and light. But that's kind of the most important skill. And I do think that's true. I think the two most important skills people have to have now are reading and typing. Yeah. Typing wasn't always the case. Reading has always been the case. I remember the kids when I was young who thought that learning typing was stupid and they are still having a hard time typing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just remembered something you're talking about busy work. One summer, they gave us this task of writing a book, like <laughs> reading a book and like writing it out. Oh, like recreating a book that you'd read. No, read a sentence, write it down, read the next sentence, write it down, like Ooh. with your hand, like in a notebook. What are you, Harry Potter? A handwritten, ver- is that what the, he had to do? He had to do it for punishment. It showed up in his hand. It was really oh, cool. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, well. I, so I read a book and wrote that book, like transcribed it in my handwriting. And I remember when I finished that book, the sense of loss of purpose was palpable. <laughs> Man. And your teacher through. looks at it and just puts it directly into the trash. It, it, we already have it, the book. Why no, did we need this? <laughs> I, will, I just now realized, like, why did I care so much about getting it right because nobody's going to read it. I love this. I love that you're having these realizations. Think about other things in your life that were imposed upon you as important that you took upon yourself as being very important. Were they important? Perhaps not. Uh, Final tip from Jenna. No pressure. Truly, we are in extraordinary circumstances right now. If you cannot manage any of this, of course you can't. Even after 10 years of teaching adolescence, I was never perfect. Have patience with yourself and with your kids. Whatever it looks like, you've got it. Oh, and one more tip that was sent in uh, from a woman named Angie, uh, which is for younger kids. Make a build box. Fill a box with truly random things, paper towel rolls, yarn, random craft supplies, clips from the kitchen. Give them 30 minutes to build the coolest thing they can think of. Oh, that's great. Kids are surrounded by video games and electronic games, so getting them to think creatively with their hands and their motor skills can be extremely beneficial. That's great. That's a great tip. I kind of want to do that. Yeah. I love building weird shit. Yeah, you make puzzles. 
that's not weird shit, but mm. you like I, I I like stuff like that that gets you outside of yourself. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, so yeah, I I can't we cannot imagine what this is like uh, for those of you with kids out there. I bet it's both wonderful and also a real challenge. So good luck. I'm saying it like it's gonna be over soon. Yeah, don't be hard on yourself. Don't yeah. be hard on the kids. These are extraordinary circumstances, and you guys are doing an extraordinary job. Well done. Um, we'll uh, see you next Staying week. in podcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Staying cool. in podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back on Thursday for a non bonus episode. Eps. <laughs> <laughs>